Hey everybody, welcome back to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It is official. Ohio State is headed towards the Rose Bowl, the season, uh, postseason destination against Utah on New Year's Day. Generally, uh, Tim May, Spencer Holbrook, Jeremy Birmingham, myself, Austin Ward, you look at that and be like, wow, mm -hmm. uh, quite an achievement for Ohio State, a 10-win season and a trip to the Rose Bowl, but uh, it's a consolation prize for this team. There was not a lot of uh, joyous celebrating going on in the Woody Hayes, still licking their wounds a bit from the game, understandably so. Ohio State just got on a Zoom meeting at 2.45, didn't have anybody in here for any kind of watch party. It was a very different scenario than what we've been used to covering this team over the last few years, but uh, I don't know. How did you feel, Brian? I feel like we should take a moment to understand how high the expectations are around this program now that a 10-2 and two season and a Rose Bowl birth, which happened, what, from 1984 to 2004, like what, once in that amount of time? 1996, yeah. I mean, this is the, the type of game that Buckeyes fans 20 years ago loved and everything the season was all about going to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> and obviously college football's changed, so it does have a little bit less, you know, oomph behind it. But Ohio State lost to Michigan, finished number six in the country with two losses and is going to the Rose Bowl, and that's a disappointing season. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that it's sometimes good to just take a step back and reassess uh, expectations and and uh, and realize that it's still pretty darn good to be an Ohio State fan and to be an Ohio State Bucket. Yeah, so this is not a practice report yet because Ohio State took last week off. Uh, just doing some conditioning again, and they will have their first Rose Bowl practice uh, on Friday. So this is more of a rapid reaction to the end of the college football regular season and the college football playoff. Again, Ohio State number six there, Spencer. Yeah, you look around this building right now, there are, I think, six conference championship banners. And in front of us are a Sugar Bowl title when it was in, when Ohio State was in the college football playoff, a Clemson win Sugar Bowl title in the college football playoff. And then you think about what a Rose Bowl would mean. There's no Rose Bowl from 2018 banner in here. <laughs> and that's crazy to think that it's up there, but there's not like the banner with Urban Meyer holding the trophy and everybody celebrating. That was a celebratory game, obviously, or it sent Urban Meyer off the right way, but it's not celebrated in this building the way those playoff wins are and the way those the national championships are. It's just it's just different, but but to be number six and to, to be one of those top teams and to be on the final screen when those college football playoff rankings come out, that's a big deal. And it's nothing to really scoff at, but at the same time, when you're Ohio State, you have those expectations of get to Indy, get to whatever bowl they send you to and get back to Indy this year, uh, that, that's just simply not going to happen. And that flight to LA is, I think, four and a half, five hours. It's going to feel like 20 hours to and, and from. four and a half thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so because if you're, if you're traveling to the Ohio State, uh, Utah you're Rose Bowl You're game. actually, you're too late. Congratulations, <laughs> you are rich. <laughs> yeah, but you know that's going to feel like a long flight there and a long flight home no matter the result because they know what they could have done. And, and to have that not taken away from them, but taken from them is, is a big deal in this building. And it's a lot bigger deal than, than getting the Rose Bowl. I think, it's, I think the full circle thing is kind of hitting me right now. Is like uh, That's where Urban Meyer uh, symbolically passed the, uh, the whistle to uh, Ryan Day after mm -hmm. Ohio State beat uh, uh, Washington in the Rose Bowl. What was that, you know, after the 2018 season? And that was an Ohio State team that had big question marks about its defense had an offense that could throw the ball on almost anybody. And you kind of get the same feel about this team, you know, for, based on uh, the final game they played against Michigan. And then, of course, you know, we talk about symbolism. You, folks can't see it, but the sun is coming through the windows here, going up against the uh, side of the uh, Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Kind of reminds you of those San Gabriel Mountains. Uh, I know you were looking forward to that, weren't you, uh, mm. Austin, of getting to see that again. But uh, no. it, uh, we, the, no. college football is in an interesting place right now when the only games that really seem to 
Matter. get people going are the two playoff games. And uh, I'm not sure that's what anybody wants, but it is what it is at this point. I, you know, I, I told Spencer this the other day, and I think by January 1, yeah. you know, this will be the most watched game. I bet it, it will get better ratings potentially than New Year's Eve playoff games. We know that that's been a, a hindrance to the audience in the past. I agree. You put this, it, it's an intriguing matchup. I'm not trying to, to hype it just so that, you know, people want to be in, in, involved with the coverage all month long, but, you know, Ohio State, Utah, and, and does Ohio State address some things on defense? There'll be a lot of intrigue about, you know, staff changes and transfer portal and all this other stuff, which actually led the press conference on Sunday. Uh, wasn't even one of those where somebody walks in and Ryan Day's like, hey, we're honored to be going to the Rose Bowl. They went straight in, straight into this happened against Michigan, and you can understand why, but, you know, I, I think everyone will want to see Ohio State play one more time, and I think it is a good matchup, but a lot of this will be tied up firm into the other things that are going on as Ohio State looks towards 2022. Yeah, because this game, you know, we watched as the Oregon game happened and then the Michigan game happened. Well, if there's a team that Ohio State could have played in this bowl uh, season that, you know, not in the playoff that was going to show you right away, has this been addressed? It's going to be Utah because that team is a smash mouth, you know, run heavy, very aggressive defensive front. Uh, it's very likely Kyle Whittingham's last game. Going to borrow one of your expressions from before the game. Sure. Like this would be Michigan light. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it, 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 this is another team that's going to take what Minnesota did against Ohio State and what Michigan didn't say. Let's just try this. Uh, and so you will see if Ohio State has understood the problem. Uh, you will see if it's a motivated group of kids, not just necessarily the, the seniors who are on their way out and playing in the Rose Bowl in their final game, the guys that decide to play it, but the young guys. How badly do you want to make sure that doesn't happen again? Because you're going to find out in three weeks if it happens again. <laughs> You find out really quickly who you are when you play a team like Utah. I think Oregon found out exactly who it was when it didn't have a college football playoff to play for uh, Friday night and got absolutely stomped. Well, they we had one to play for three weeks ago. Still got, <laughs> yeah, still got, still got stomped. stomped. And th this is a physical football team, and Ohio State's got a lot of issues to, to correct when it comes to, you know, Ryan Day was talked about, was asked about the physicality comment by Josh Gaddis. He wanted no part of that, uh, you know, of responding to that. I think he has a response. It's not going to be on December 5th in a in a moot yeah. press conference. Yeah. I think it'll be next next November across the street. But, uh, you know, <laughs> you do find out who you are when you play in these kind of games. And Ohio State's going to find out a lot about its program from a culture standpoint in these next couple weeks, uh, from a recruiting standpoint in the next couple weeks, from a buy-in standpoint. Uh, there are so many different, you know, schematically what, what the future looks like. Do, are there changes before the changes that are going to come after the bowl game? You know, there are so many different things that Ohio State's going to learn about itself from the final whistle, whistle of that Michigan game to the opening kickoff of that Utah game. And I'm, I think that's more intriguing right now than the three and a half hours that they're going to face Utah. Yeah, and the talking point's going to be about what we just talked about. Can you run the ball against those guys, and can you stop their run? And, uh, you know, you can be more resolved to stopping the run, but you have the capability of doing it. You know, I think that's going to be the big question mark for this Ohio State defense, for example. But, you know, Ryan Day said today that, uh, as, as he was asked, no one has yet approached him and had a conversation about sitting out that game. I think we do expect one or two players probably to sit out that game as the game approaches. And, you know, like you found out, you're going to find out about the culture of your program in a lot of ways. I'm not sure that one or two players sitting out the game says anything about the culture of your program, except that you've developed some players that, yeah. <laughs> that have a much higher future coming. Yeah. Why risk it in a game like that? But, uh, uh, yeah, it just, it's just kind of a – when you don't make the college football playoff, it's just sort of this really uh, – 
odd feeling, uh, almost in a limbo state for like several weeks until they get their resolve about playing. I think, sorry to cut you off, but I think the, the culture point of what you'll find out about this Ohio State roster is not in the guys that are going to sit out. If you don't want to play in an exhibition game because you don't want to get hurt and you want to go play, you know, become a first round pick in the NFL, seriously, go ahead. Like, I don't think anybody should be mad about a player who, who's not going to play in an exhibition game yeah. because he's going to be a first round pick. That's fine. But the young guys, how hard do these guys who really, you know, it is an exhibition game, but these freshmen and sophomores who have everything to play for when it comes to setting themselves up for the next couple of years, like, how hard do you go in practice? How hard are you playing? What, what do you look like in this bowl game against a really physical team? How do you start to make your stamp on this program going forward. That's the culture point. It's not in the guys who are going to sit out. It's the guys who are going to step up in their place. And how do they play? These are guys thinking about their, their long-term future. I understand that. But, you know, there are great examples out there, too, that you know, we, we've seen from Ohio State uh, games. I mean, the 2016 Fiesta Bowl when Jalen Smith got hurt, you know, and uh, uh, things like that where you just kind of like you understand what's going through their brain. But, boy, would you like to see – Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and Jackson Smith and Jigba together for one last game, one last fling, especially getting the ball thrown to them by C.J. Stroud, who probably is not going to win the Heisman, but I think should still be under serious consideration for the Heisman Trophy, despite what happened over this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, those are fleeting moments. They don't come around very often in uh, college football. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. I mean, it's, it won't be a surprise if people don't play. I mean, you're also going to have some guys who are injured uh, who yeah. may not be available because of that. And you also, I think the other part of this three, four week gap that we're diving into is that there's going to be discussions about uh, Ryan Day bringing in a defensive coordinator. You have early signing period starting in what, 10, 10, 10 days? days. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, hmm. all the stuff that's in the middle that is ancillary to the Rose Bowl, which won't change anything about Ohio State's ceiling for 2022, other than, you know, it, the experience factor, maybe somebody makes a, a big play and is able to get a name, image, and likeness deal because a lot of people will be watching. But uh, so much about this, it's it's going to be developmental practices, that experience, and then finding the, the solutions for a lot of these other questions that, that Ryan Day really didn't want to talk about on Sunday, and you can understand why. Yeah, I mean, it's what there's so many things going on, and Ryan Day, Tim asked him about if he feels like he's in the middle of a tornado. And, yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> way too much stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, oh, heck, Ohio State lost another quarterback to the transfer portal in the middle of Ryan Day's press conference <laughs> as walk-on Jagger Rowe is going to go out and try to find himself an opportunity to play quarterback. Maybe somewhere. he and Quinn Ewers are going as a package. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to leave. You never know. Yeah. I mean, th these things, I'm just saying, like, there are so many distractions, and it, this is the time of year, if you're not in the playoff, where it's extremely hard as a head coach to make sure that your guys are focused and ready. And, you know, I think that there, there is an advantage potentially for Utah in this situation because, again, we think this will be Kyle Whittingham's last game at Utah. And so, like, you know, you have that little win one for coach thing that Ohio State dealt with in 2018 with Urban Meyer in the right. Rose Bowl. And I, I think it provides some interesting, you know, context to the game. But ultimately, as we've already said, this game doesn't matter except for what's next. Yeah. And I think it's huge, to Spencer's point, for guys like Julian Fleming, for guys like uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., for these guys that are going to have to take over for Chris Olave and, and Garrett Wilson. Buka. I hope that Chris Olave goes out and gets his 64 yards and gets his 1,000-yard season at home in front of his family in Southern California and, and gets called to the sideline and, 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 you know, takes off his helmet. <laughs> That's all you need. You no, know, 64 yards and get out of here. You know, these things matter. You know, it does matter. Yeah. The chance to play at home matters. I mean, but ultimately, it's about the locker room and the guys that play 
for the guy next to him. And, and you will see if, if that really matters to some folks. All right, we'll have a lot more obviously coming throughout the month as we get ready for the Rose Bowl. It's official now, Ohio State and Utah on New Year's Day. This has been Rapid Reaction. It's brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham, and I am Austin Ward. Stay with us for full coverage of Ohio State all month long leading up to the final game of the season in the Rose Bowl.